It makes you kill yourself. Just when you thought there couldn't be any more evil that could be invented. Hi guys, welcome to Midnight Movie Night, where we discuss and review some of the worst movies of all time. Join with me now, all the way from Arizona, is Mark Pulse. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for connecting. Um, thank you. And thank you for sitting through this. Um, I, w- I don't want to use the word movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is something else. I really don't understand. What were some of your first thoughts? Like, how do you feel having watched The Happening? Well, the first thought is I, I wanted to really prepare. So I watched it a couple times. Yeah. And uh, it's about 180 uh, minutes of my t- day time. I will never get back. <laughs> that's, that's the way I see it. Yeah. And I apologize. But, you know, it's just like some of these movies are enjoyable. I'm trying to do like the enjoyably bad ones. And I thought uh, I found, it I was found, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk because like M. Night uh, Shyamalan, it's that's too hard. to. I'm going to say ShamWow. So perfect. As long as he doesn't hit a prostitute in the face or something, (laughs) we're good. Exactly. Like, so Sham Wow, uh, he had such an interesting career, this guy. I mean, if you look at The Sixth Sense, like that was his first movie. Uh, Actually, go back a little more. Go back to Stuart Little. He did. He wrote a few screenplays before that. I believe he wrote for She's All That. I could be mistaken. He may have, yeah. But yeah. you're right. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. I just I just remember Stuart Little because I'm actually from Philadelphia, from Bucks oh, right. County. I'm actually from the county that like all of his movies and stuff take place. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. So you're attacking me right now and I'm, I'm hurt. I'm offended. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> but um, so Shyamalan, ShamWow, he was a writer. His first movie just knocks it out of the park. It was so good. And it has one of the most iconic twists of all time. And like that was his very first movie, and then he did um, what was the other one? Unbreakable. Unbreakable, yeah. Which was also good, and then he also did Signs, which I really liked. I mean, I know people are iffy about it, but it was still a big hit. And but then he did a movie called The Village. I watched that right after the happening because oh, I knew I knew we'd talk about that <laughs> because that's such an interesting movie because it starts off so great, but just that twist is so bad. I mean, well, I. It's an interesting twist. Like you didn't hear a helicopter or airplane ever. <laughs> not once. Like they didn't. Not once. That no. at all. It's just a <laughs> giant dome. But um, <laughs> so when that movie came out, because he was so cocky and he was like hit after hit after hit, and then this movie comes, like The Village comes out, gets bad reviews, and that it hurt his ego because he was doing so well. And yeah. then after that, he made a little movie called Lady in the Water, which was even worse. Oh, my gosh. With that kid, Franklin, from uh, what was that show with Damon Wayans, I think? So I just remember. Uh, yeah, I remember the kid. Party. and Yeah, I remember it also being unremarkably uh, horrible also. It was. It was even worse. And that movie, he was even. I remember there's a character in it that plays a critic. And it was like his big middle finger to critics for hating the village. <laughs> but it's like, no, dude, like your movies are just getting worse. Yeah. And so he did that one, and then this movie comes out, and it was just, it was bad. It was, what? I can't even, because something about, even if you look at his other movies, the dialogue is so weird. And I just I can't, can't really describe it, because he's been kind of trying to, I mean, he did like Last Airbender, which was even worse, and then he was slowly kind of making a comeback with Split. Mm-hmm. But then he did Glass, which I thought was bad. But so it's it's been such an interesting career. Just like it was like the this was really, I feel like, his lowest point. 
Yeah, and I, and I feel like he almost spent the most on the star factor. I mean, look where Wahlberg was doing at the time. He was huge when they got him for this. Yeah. And it was, what, 2008, I think? It was. And what's okay. weird is that he wrote this movie with Mark Wahlberg in mind, which getting to Mark Wahlberg in this movie is hilarious. Him <laughs> trying to be, I actually have a clip. So he plays a science teacher. And this is this is just some of his dialogue trying to teach kids right here. Just listen in. Look, I don't know if you guys have heard about this article in the New York Times about honeybees vanishing. Well, apparently honeybees are disappearing all over the country. Tens of millions of them just disappearing. There's no bodies, no sign of them. They're just mysteriously gone. It's scary, huh? All right, let's hear some theories about why this might be happening. Nothing? Come on, guys. Laura. Disease? Right. Could be a virus or infection. But it's all over the country. It's a coordinated event in 24 states. It's a little tricky. Pollution? Could be. I mean, we're just pumping so much junk into the environment, they're just keeling over. But there are no bodies. Keep guessing. Dylan. Global warming. Temperature goes up a fraction of a degree, makes them disoriented. Maybe. But yeah, that was a little blip. He's trying his hardest, his darndest to be a science teacher. And it's just, it's not working out so much. Thank you for not playing the rest of that. Because <laughs> <It was> just... <laughs> when he gets into the, the guy who looks good <laughs> at his body. <laughs> so um, he points out this kid and says, Jake, you know why you should care about science? Because you're good looking. And he has the perfect face. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't, man. <laughs> and even Mark Wahlberg said he regrets being in the movie, but at least, you know, he was trying something different and he wasn't playing a cop or a crook. So I'll give him that. He was trying something. But what's weird is that, yeah, why did M. Night write this movie for Mark Wahlberg? It doesn't fit him. It's weird. I think it was the blockbuster effect. I think he was trying yeah. to write, you know, tra- you, what you got Transformers in that era, right? You've got uh, Italian job. You've got, I mean, he's, a, he's like strike while the iron's hot, right? Yeah. So, and that's the thing too. I get trying something different and I do admire like, um, who Steve Carell goes outside of his comfort zone. Yeah. yeah and he doesn't always, he doesn't always hit the mark, but he does try something different all the time. Yeah. And I admire that. But like, why did where did whispering and talking weirdly fit into the character it, it was like i don't know why i'm doing that I'm like what? that's creepy bro and it's just and who's even creepier in this movie than the virus itself that's killing people is zoe de chanel which i just i don't know what she was doing in this movie i couldn't understand her character she was so bizarre i really i don't know I think I know what she was doing. What was she doing? She was so focused on telling everybody that it's not Zooey Dachanel off, like on the set, that she wasn't able to concentrate on acting. (laughs) It was just. It was awful. Her whole subplot about. uh, (laughs) I don't even know another word. She um, didn't even cheat. She had a funny line where it's like, so she went on a date and got dessert with a guy. She didn't cheat. Uh, Creme brulee. I got creme brulee. Thank you. Like she says, we ate tiramisu and that's, that's all right. Tiramisu. <laughs> and that's it. That's all they did. But this becomes up, even though there's like people dying around them, there's a whole nationwide pandemic, but yeah. they're really fed up with the fact that Zoe actually went and got dessert with a guy. 
and it's just really unfortunate. But uh, what's funny is that so Mark Wahlberg's whole rebuttal when he finds out that she, you know, went on a date. Remember the cough syrup? Yeah, the cough syrup. <laughs> I even yeah. asked her where the cough syrup was. I actually have that. I, we got to listen. Please. Oh, yeah, please. So funny. If we're going to die, I want you to know something. I was in a pharmacy a while ago. It was a really good-looking pharmacist behind the counter. Really good-looking. I went up and I asked where the cough syrup was. I didn't even have a cough. And I almost bought it. And I'm talking about a completely superfluous bottle of cough syrup. That's like six bucks. Are you joking? And he's nodding. <laughs> Sorry, we have to... He can't say, and he nods. Uh, <laughs> So I don't get it. Was he what he was joking? He was because he looked at her and nodded. And I'm like, uh, why did you use superfluous in that entire <laughs> set? In that time? You could have said, like, it didn't mean shit, baby. I love you. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. And it was like six dollars expensive, which I know, know seriously. a lot. But isn't it more than six? I mean, this I, was, you know, 2008. So I don't know how much NyQuil was going for. Back in you know, it depends on how much you're feeding your kids. Price goes up. <laughs> depending on demand. But what's funny about that too, is like, I watched this thing twice and then I looked at the credits and I'm like, why is it, why is Zoe's name Alma Moore? I'm like, Oh, cause they got married at the end. And she's like, uh, my girlfriend watched it with me. And she's like, no, they were married the whole time. Like I did not pick up on that. Oh, her. I just thought they were dating and he uh, cheat like, and that was going on. I didn't know. I, 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 I don't know. I kept because, yeah, I watched it with my roommate. She asked me, like, are they together? And I thought they were married, but I kept forgetting because they don't act like they're married. Right. Didn't it seem like they just had, it was like negative chemistry. I've never seen ugliness like that. (laughs) And they're both, they're proven to be good actors. They're fun. They're totally great guys, great people, right? It's just bizarre. But yeah, and then they end up adopting uh, John Leguizamo's... Who I thought was probably the only decent thing in this movie, even though his character was ridiculous. John Leguizamo really gave it his all. Like he John really- Leguizamo is like sex. Even bad John Leguizamo is good. <laughs> you know you- what I mean? Uh, like he's weird, but he's good. He's in that movie, The Pest, which. Oh, I- yeah. OK. OK. That was like his first breakout film. Let's <laughs> take a pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, right? yeah. <laughs> I've not sat through the whole thing, but that's actually what got me into bad movies. But OK. That would make sense. But he's so good in like what Boon what isn't he in Boondock Saints where he plays one of the priests or something or one of those types of characters. He's he's uh, he's a really that, versatile character. He's yeah. great. No, I love him and everything he's in. Even well, I don't like Moulin Rouge, but he tried. <laughs> <laughs> and the way he ended it in the in in uh, the happening was just like, okay, straight that's a straight up way to go. But his whole character is so funny because he's a math teacher and yep. the thing he does to calm himself down. Is he does math. <laughs> like, that's his whole. He sits there, like, because his character, spoiler alert, dies. But when they're driving through and um, he's trying to calm a girl down, he's doing a math problem with her to tell her, like, if I gave you a penny today and two pennies tomorrow, you double it, double it, what do we get? And they're surrounded by these people that have hanged themselves. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then they drive into a tree, which, by the way, by the way, driven by, driven by Dante Hicks of Clerks. Oh. If you didn't know that, was that him? 
Yes, because I look. I was watching it, and I look in the, the the rearview mirror, and I see like the side of his chubby. You know how he got a little chubby after Clerks, like when he did uh, what was he in? A Clerks two, obviously. <laughs> that's not the, that's it. And Mall Rats, he was in right. He was he was Gil Hicks. He was you know, uh, and I'm like, holy crap, that's Brian. It's Brian O'Halloran or something like that. So I looked it up. So. Well, yeah, I did not. I totally missed that. I was focused on John Leguizamo. Me too. But what I found funny about the math problem is he should have had an exact number. Like, this is a script. They knew it would be 10,342,842 and 16. He said over 10 million. Like, that's too vague, bro. The, ve- the benefit of the doubt was that he was about to die. So I think he <laughs> forgot math at the very last second. Okay, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. <laughs> But it's so crazy. Oh, yeah. And that scene right before that, when they're in the diner, was when they uh, watched the video that got sent with the guy who walks yeah. in the zoo getting his arms torn off by a lion. <laughs> yeah. And the lady says one of my favorite quotes, which was, what kind of terrorist are these? <laughs> I lost it. Because yeah. Not what are you thinking? But, and then right after that, what's so funny is, when they're watching the news and it says they're attacking small towns. That's where we are. <laughs> and then some guy randomly yells out for, like, I don't know how he got this info, but he says this uh, virus, it's not happening 90 miles away from here. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so they all just go 90 miles. Exactly. <laughs> they scatter. At the exact same time, like rats and ratatouille. <laughs> it was beautiful. It's just a beautiful dumpster fire of of awfulness. But then that's when we meet our guy, and I have the clip right here. They get oh, you have the hot dog guy. Which guy do you have? They got the hot dog guy, and they really oh, this is my favorite part of the show. So they uh, get picked up by this guy who's a hippie who loves plants, but he also loves hot dogs. We're packing hot dogs for the road. You know, hot dogs get a bad rap. They got a cool shape. They got protein. You like hot dogs, right? By the way, I think I know what's causing this. You do? It's the plants. They can release chemicals. You like hot dogs, don't you? What? <laughs> hot dogs get a bad rap? I Ooh. thought hot dogs were yeah. king. I have no idea. I mean, because yeah, I've never been to a, a baseball game and they don't sell. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> what's funny? What's funny is this guy was typecast just as a bad actor, not as like an actual character, just a bad actor. Uh, My but, favorite part of that scene, though, if I may, was yeah. when he asked Zooey if she liked it, and she gave him that Looney Tunes shake her head smile look. Yeah, I'm so- like, what the fuck? Where was that fucking cut coming from? Like, I I had no idea. So she doesn't like hot dogs. What the hell is wrong with her? Allegedly. It's crazy. Like, I don't. I, f- I felt there was a little too much emphasis on the hot dog, and it was like three sentences. It was a weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. But he was great. He um, talks to the plants, which, by the way, halfway through the movie, he gives up the whole plot. And he's like, oh, by the way, you know, plants are alive. They talk to us. They're sending out. I think that's why we're killing ourselves. Like, yep. So, yeah, good for him. He likes hot dogs, and he knows what's up. <laughs> and I, I love how they had a group the same size as one of the other groups that got hit. But somehow they outran the wind. I'm like, how'd that happen, buddy? Yeah, that whole scene. <sighs> I have here too because. Oh, really? Sweet. Yeah. Sorry, they, I didn't mean to cut. I didn't mean to jump. I didn't mean to step on your toes, my friend. Oh no, you're fine. Um, they. Uh, <laughs> so they basically end up 
running away from the wind, which is, <laughs> which I guess they can see the virus. Unlike Bob Seger, who was against the wind. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. But um, yeah, so they join up with like some arm, this one army guy, which by the way, this dude is not a soldier. He is way too goofy. And he says my favorite. I think it was Gomer Pyle. Yeah, he just says like, Oh, you know, everyone's dying out here. What does he say? Cheese and crackers. <laughs> uh, holy G Willikers. He really would. No My roommate made a good point. She was talking about how he seems like a really a goofy cop. That was like the, the crappy cop. The one that screws everything up. Yeah. Like a but Keystone cop. He's not a soldier. And he was no. <laughs> ridiculous. So they joined this group. And the group split up. The soldier ends up shooting himself. Spoiler alert. And then... <laughs> They're on the other side, and they hear this happening, and then we get this just this amazing clip right here. Oh, no. I don't know. The toxin? The toxin is affecting them? Are those people killing themselves? You were with a private. What do we do? We need to do something. Just let me think. I need a second. They released it? We're not near the road. We can't just stand here as uninvolved observers. I need a second, okay? Just give me a second. We're not going to be one of those assholes on the news who watches a crime happen and not do something. We're not assholes. Just a second. There were children in that Elliot, please tell us what to do. I need a second, okay? Why can't anybody give me a goddamn second? Perfect. I hate that it cuts out, but it goes, my favorite girl, like, be scientific, douchebag. That's what, improv. <laughs> What's really funny is like he he's from Boston, man. They should have gotten Kevin Bacon to do it because he's at least from the Philly area. Because I grew yeah. up there, and he was like the least Philly guy. Because they don't really, say douchebag. He would have said like, "Hey, chief, go home, get on the phone, and talk over there." That's what he would say because that's the Philly accent. Trust yeah. me, I know. <laughs> I feel like Kevin Bacon would have been a little better, but I mean, what? makes this bad movie is mark Wahlberg's acting and how just awkward it is it does and like he i think he started up speak because he talks in questions he's like so are we walking i'm like dude are you telling me or asking me i i can't tell <laughs> and what was zoe even saying like we can't just be uninvolved observers like we're not assholes like what are you talking yeah. about I just they're killing themselves not you or others you're okay I know we've established that this is a virus that kills you. And then what do you really want to do? And she just ends up screaming at Mark and it's just, which, and then right after this, so their group split up and these two kids, one of them, Spencer Breslin and the other is some black kid and they come out of nowhere and they join the group only to be immediately murdered. I don't understand what that whole subplot was about. I didn't get that either, but it was fun watching one of the kids' heads get blown off. I mean, (laughs) I kind of gave me vindication for like an hour 19 in. You're like, okay, okay, we're good. Someone else is less or, you know, more miserable than me right now. Yeah, at least they got out of the movie at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Which they stumble upon a car that has its keys in the ignition, but don't take it for some reason. I don't. Yeah, the the Ford truck, right? The pickup truck? Yeah. Yeah. Let's take the map. We're going to take the map. He goes in and he listens to the radio and he thinks, oh, God, the virus is still happening. And then they leave. Like, dude, take I don't know what you're thinking right now. But, uh, yeah, I didn't get it. 
Yeah, and then so they stumble upon this boarded up house, and Mark Wahlberg starts banging on the front door. And this is, <laughs> I, I have so many clips I want to play. I got the- oh, play play all of them, even if we have to go back, because like this movie means nothing to me. <laughs> he goes up, and this is what he does to prove to them that they're not bad people. Well, Blackwater, keep on rolling, Mississippi Moon, won't you keep on shining on me? See, <laughs> <laughs> if you sing Doobie Brothers, you're not a threat. I don't know, like no, yeah, well, yeah. What Doobie Brothers? What are you just gonna get high and get the munchies? Like, what do you? <laughs> so yeah, they they go up to this boarded house, and there's a lot of you know disturbing scenes in this movie, a lot of violence, but for no reason, they end up just shooting the two kids, and because they keep stomping on the front door, calling them pussies, calling them bitch, and then they they murder them. I think M Knight had to had to thin the herd so he could get the rest of them in their smaller group to get by. That's probably what he had to do. But this is what's really funny about it is the windows were open and the guy keeps yelling, "Don't bring it in here!" <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, "Bro, your shotgun is pointing through the shutters at the kid's head. Uh, yeah. You're fucked." It's so crazy. And then it's a crazy thing, man. They stumble upon the old lady, which reaches the, <laughs> the movie. Oh, my God. oh I love when she bad. I love when she smacked that kid's hand like get get your hand off that fucking cookie man <laughs> and that's when they, that's when they knew oh, <laughs> because they so Mark Wahlberg walks up to her she's all alone she's sitting there and she just says to him like oh well I assume you want a place to stay I guess that'd be the right thing for me or something really weird but Mark doesn't say anything <laughs> right he just looks at her he's <laughs> staring at her and then she walks away. She says to him, like, I guess I can let you stay here. Walks away. But then she says, I'm not going to ask you again. She, you didn't ask anything. <laughs> I was, I, she, she, I think she ate too many lead chips. I think that paint, the paint in that house was old. She, um, so she was insane and they stay with her for a little bit. And middle, she was like a good actor, right? Wasn't she like something big in another movie? I don't recognize her. I, I looked her up and I think she won like an award and I, I'll have to vet that, but I think she did. It was really weird. I'm like, she went from that to this crazy Oof. old lady played by Betty Buckley, who she hasn't won anything, but she was in Carrie. As oh, teacher. that's what it was. Oh, I think she was one of the nice teachers. Oh, very nice. So that's her. So she likes that's her. Movies, so. Okay. Horror movie. Sounds good. But um, in the middle of the night, they wake up and they see the old lady standing here and we get probably some of the best worst acting I've ever seen, which I'll play right here. It's probably my last clip. I hear you whispering, planning on stealing something. No, ma'am, we're not. Plan on murdering me in my sleep. What? No. Beautiful. Mark oh, you're Walker. silly. Yeah. Like, like, trust me. No, you're being silly at this point. What? No, that's probably what? the most iconic. That blew up on YouTube pretty quick. That was beautiful. <laughs> and please tell me you have a few more clips. Because even if we have to go back, man, because <laughs> these are just so such a joy to listen to again. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know. I think it was all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but how funny. She is just absolutely batshit crazy. Doesn't she have like a like a doll in a bed? Or something. Yeah, like, it was so funny. So Mark Wahlberg walks in thinking it's the old lady, but then the camera gets closer 
and we see that it's a doll. But Mark Wahlberg's face, he still legit thought it was her, even seeing the doll, being like, are you okay, Miss Jones? Yeah, that was obvious that that thing was a piece of wood or whatever. And the whole time he was just, um, when she freaks out, and she's like, get the hell out of my house. And he's like, lady, relax. There's a virus. I'm like, she just told you to get the fuck out. I don't know why you keep trying to tell this crazy old lady what's happening in the world right now. But then she ends up killing herself with the, I'm assuming, yeah, the virus hits. She smashes her face through a window, which, by the way, Mark Wahlberg was in the same room with her. So I don't understand why he didn't, you know, get the virus. My, my favorite part of that is he puts the towel underneath the crack while his nose is over the keyhole. <laughs> And, and they, I'm like, uh, bro, there's like literally right there. There's air coming through right right where your nose is. And so many times like that, he would have gotten sick. <laughs> yeah. And and like, let's let's go to the ending then in that little safe house where they just walk out they do. in the wind. <laughs> they have this whole thing where they're in separate places. They can somehow talk to each other through the pipes. But then he says, if I'm going to die, I want to die with you. And for some reason, walks through the wind. Even though it's like, dude, just stay there one night. You'll be fine. Yeah. But no, they had to make it super dramatic. He walks out in the wind. Zoe risks John Leguizamo's daughter's life. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, there's a child involved, people. Come with me. You're dying with us. And they all kind of embrace in the wind. But then they don't die. It was weird. Yeah. (laughs) But then people in France die. I don't even fucking know. Whatever. Later, I guess the virus comes back. And it's... This movie is pretty wild. It's pretty... (laughs) To say the least. I mean, the whole... My whole thing with it is people in this... No one in this movie talks like a person. Yeah. It's like so overly scripted that they, they can't just naturally talk. It's so bizarre. Like the hot dog guy, the crazy old lady, Mark Wahlberg. He's not a science teacher. And yeah, none of the people like seem to connect with each other in any way. Oh, yeah. And at the very beginning of the movie, because people just do and say such weird things. And right before every, everything happens, John Leguizamo pulls Mark Wahlberg aside. And for no reason, he's like, look, I have to tell you something. The night of your marriage, of your wedding, I saw Zoe's face and I could tell she didn't want to marry you. Like, Dude, what are you talking about? There is a virus happening. There was a pandemic. And he just decided, look, if we're going to die, I just want to tell you, I don't think your wife loves I just And that's how bad this movie was, that that scene was in there, and I missed it twice. <laughs> At the, because it was John Leguizamo, and he stole it, and he was killing it. He but did. Back, like, what are you talking about? Why did you wait till right now? Look, if the world's getting in, I just need you to know your marriage is probably going to fail. <laughs> And that was the whole thing that they tried. Yeah, unlike to- my wife, who left me, is somewhere else while she's sticking me with the kid. I know she was in Princeton, and then he tries to go look for her, but he dies. That's where you're just gonna be like hypocrite, <laughs> hypocrite. <laughs> he's trying to make him feel bad because his right, marriage yeah. is working out. <laughs> yeah, he's about to be out of his. And now his daughter's an orphan. Come on, man, we could be bachelors together again. So what do you say? What do you say, Mark? Even the last line with Zoe is like, yeah, you don't, you don't want to be late for the first day the school reopens or something super like no one, <laughs> no one talks like that. What are you? Oh, after this COVID shit, everybody's gonna be like, you don't want to be late. Get out of my fucking house, kid. And that's why it's because it's a, this is probably the worst uh, nationwide pandemic movie that's ever happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm never uh, it was bad. Agent, but I'm assuming it's not 
as bad as this one. I've never seen yeah. it. It's no outbreak. It's no like, outbreak. Outbreak is a pretty damn good pandemic movie. And I've still never seen it. But really? You should watch it sometime. I Dustin, should. Cuba Gooding. I'm Jr. sure it's good. I'm just, you know, I like to watch movies that make me not think about what's happening in the world. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, it does have Patrick Dempsey in it for a short time. I do like Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, who doesn't, right? He was cheating on his wife. I don't even care. Like, that's yeah, exa- exactly. Go Demps. That's what I say. Also, (laughs) one thing I wanted to mention, because I have the DVD, and it has a blooper reel, which I think is pretty odd. I don't know why. This is a horror film. but The Happening has a blue, like an outtakes blooper reel? It's blooper reel. And there's a really funny clip. I wish I could play it, but Mark Wahlberg goes up to M. Night at one point, or ShamWow, and he says to (laughs) Why are we going up to this boarded house? Like, why are we doing this in this scene? I'm like, well, you're you're looking for canned goods, duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, M Night. I'm the fucking director. Don't even talk. <laughs> and just oh man! The fact that they put it in just for fun, but you could tell Mark's sitting there thinking, "What are we doing in this scene? This is ridiculous." Kind of like when they go in that model home. And everything yes. fake, and for no reason, Mark is just sitting there holding a glass of wine. That's not a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, that made no. <laughs> They're holding it for no reason. And and then and then once again, oh no, two groups are coming together. That's when they're gonna attack. <laughs> hey, it's like COVID. so. I have to ask you. I yeah. have to ask you. Which was your favorite way that some dude or some woman killed themselves? themselves oh we'd even talk about so the first line in this movie two girls are sitting on a park bench yep one looks to the other and says they're both reading books and one looks to the other and says i lost my place her friend looks to her and says you're at the part where you find out who the killer is what (laughs) when your friend's reading a book you just know where they are. I don't think that's again. That's not how people talk to each other. And that's what he said. Right. That was the first line. You but know what they should have done? They should have done like yesterday, eight p.m. at the book club. They talked about where they ended. <laughs> oh, I there was like zero context to that statement. And oh yeah, by the way. So then you know everyone starts killing themselves. That girl takes out her hairpin, which is somehow sharp enough to just put in your neck. The chopstick, yeah. Like it was, I, don't, I got hungry for Chinese after seeing that scene. I don't know, <laughs> but for some reason, my question is, why didn't the girl next to her kill herself? She was just looking around, like, what's happening? And even after her friend sticks the hairpin in her neck, killing herself, she's still like, "What are you doing? Are you okay?" Like she has. Yep. No- <laughs> well, it kind of look. Remember the end of the scene, the end of the movie. There's the same guy talking to the other guy, and he's normal, and that dude all freaked out about his bike that he left somewhere yeah so that was weird but uh, but your question my favorite way i will say the trailers for this movie were cool and i did, oh yeah it was it was really it had a lot of buzz going in yeah the movie. and that scene in the beginning i think my favorite was when those construction workers just leap off the bridge that was probably my because yeah, off the top of the building or whatever yeah that was awesome and it goes patrick are you okay <laughs> And then someone else does it. And then he turns around like, Henry, is it you? 
And then he looks up, and it's just like a cavalcade of just people. That was my favorite shot was when they were just jumping off, and he goes, "Oh, Mamma Mia!" It it was like when I first saw that, I'm like, "Oh, how are they going to land?" Like you're almost taking bets on how each one's going to land. Yeah, so that was probably my favorite. What was your favorite death in this movie? The lawnmower. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Which, by the way, I have to ask: Could that happen? I would that. I don't. It, it would definitely hurt. I don't know about kill you, but it would fucking hurt if it rode over top of it with the blades in it. I, I don't know. I feel like it would. It would stop. Is it strong enough to just plow over your body? I oh, I bet that kind for sure. Because I've seen. I know people have lost like fingers and stuff. Obviously, yeah, that's from true. that's why I refuse to ever mow my lawn because I just don't want to. I just don't do it because I'm lazy. <laughs> well, that's. <it. laughs> but that was my favorite. The guy turns it on and like is like lining it up so that he can lay in front of it just <laughs> great and then Leguizamo the way he killed himself was just kind of lame it was I, I, it was unfortunate which by the way there were three people in the backseat of the car that hit the tree I feel like they're yeah. still alive yeah I feel like the it, yeah the three in the back obviously uh Dante Hicks went out the window Hicks, yeah, no, <laughs> what a dummy but uh yeah freaking John Leguizamo, all he does is just sit down and slit his wrist. Like, what a what a lame way to go. He really. Oh, oh sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously, he takes a piece of the like the windshield glass, right? And he's like, uh, 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 I'm going to hack at my wrist. Hacks himself. Right. But yeah. So um, do you recommend The Happening as like an enjoyably bad film? I have. Uh, a couple enjoyably bad films I have. I wouldn't put it on my list, but I could totally see people having fun with it. (laughs) It's hit or miss for me. I've shown this to a few people. Most of them aren't into it, but I still enjoy it. Yeah. And and it is, it's probably like dependent on mood. Like this is like early Zoe. She's nobody yet. That's true. Yeah. And you're like, who is this person? (laughs) Like you're literally saying, who is this person? She doesn't seem quirky and like that quirky odd that you get with like new girl. She just seems odd and you have no idea where she's coming from. I thought she was maybe on the spectrum or something. (laughs) Could have been. I thought, yeah, Yeah, it was, it was enjoyably horrible. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I recommend it, but you know, if you don't like it, I understand. But yeah, I mean, I think I pretty much covered everything. I don't really know if there's anything that I left out that you want to bring up. No, my my like my favorite part, the hot dogs, man. They get a bad rap. Hot oh, guy, you know. Do you like hot dogs? They get a bad rap. They have a great shape. Like, dude, <laughs> they got protein. <laughs> I don't think anyone's debating with you, dude. Oh yeah, and there's like, oh, we get the mustard, and she lifts up that cooler. Like, <laughs> I got to be honest though. We don't need food. We, do you have the mustard? <laughs> I don't want that guy looking at any woman going, do you like hot dogs? Because, like, you know it's following. Do you, do you like hot dogs from, like, pretty much any other creeper? Because remember that part when they... I have one. They're sure. trying the street. I forgot about that. And they see the dead bodies. And they go, oh, like, are those dead bodies? Like, quick, <laughs> from when we spied on our neighbors. <laughs> What? <laughs> they just wait and so nonchalant. Don't ever <laughs> again. Yeah, they're like, "What the hell? Is, are those animals in the middle of the road?" We got binoculars. From that time, you know, we watched our neighbor's strip. But like, I don't. They just say that so nonchalant. They never mention it again, and it's just one of those odd things. Because the thing about like 
uh, Sham Wow in his movies, he tries to have quirky characters. They kind of did that in Sus, you know, with like the daughter. Well, look, Joaquin is a unique kind of quirky character. It worked perfectly for that. Yeah, and the daughter did her thing with the water glasses, and she was just kind of quirky. So he kept trying to do that with this film, but it was just weird. And it just wasn't, it wasn't charming. It was just bizarre. And it was, well, yeah, well, look how weird Adrian Brody acted in like Village. Like, because I all just, I up and down. I haven't seen that movie since theaters, but I still remember even when I was younger being so disappointed. Yeah. It, and it was funny because like they talked in like old timey speak, but it was like yeah. bad old timey speak. So it, it stuck out like something's not right right off the bat. Would you say so. the village is enjoyably bad? Yeah, the village is kind of it's pretty bad, but is it it's not. No, not. I think happening is probably the worst of his yeah. offerings in that respect. Did you ever see the last airbender. I did, but I it's so different. Like it's hard for him, you know, like Stuart Little's very different. You know, it's a total different departure from like one of the best movies of all time. Six Sense, right? So I mean, arguably, I would say it has one of the best twists. It still holds up. I think it even got nominated for a couple Oscars, but it did. And and it, you know, where do you go from that movie though? Like, exactly. I don't want to shit on him, but where can you possibly can you get better? I mean. They say that whole sophomore slump thing that happens. I mean, there's so many directors that only had one good movie, but I would say Signs was solid. Unbreakable was solid. I thought Unbreakable is really awesome because at the end, the way that Samuel Jackson or Mr. Glass, right, how he looked at the world, he wasn't even doing anything wrong. He was just trying to find the opposite of him. Right. Like all those bodies, all those people he killed, like he totally justified it. And it was like totally cool. That's like what mania has got to be like or whatever, like psychopathy, right? Like it's so logical. Did you see Glass? I did. Oh, my God. It was a lot more actiony and it was it was a departure from like split and unbreakable, which he should have stuck to a little more. I think the problem, the thing is, is that split came out, which was better. And I was it was kind of his comeback. But he wrote that movie, I guess, a long time ago, way before he wrote The Happening or The Village or anything. And he kind of pulled this script out of nowhere. So that's why that was kind of good. But Glass was new. And I would say that's one of the movies where the last 20 minutes really just kind of ruined the entire movie. Kind of like The Village. He has yeah. a tendency to just have such a great buildup. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then just terrible. And I was just sitting there. Well, when he plays when he plays the Blair Witch suspense role, right? Like everything to him is drawn out and suspenseful. There does have to be a thing. It can't just be all all suspense. It was oh god, yeah, that was disappointing. But it wasn't. The Lady in the Water was bad. That was an all. I I was even unwatchable. I think for me, I I just remember there was a mermaid. She was in the water, by the way. I didn't know if you knew that. She was a lady. She was a lady. She was in the water. It was a good idea with the whole apartment complex and the pool and everything and the whole mythical. It was. And I think it was off like a children's book or something he wrote for his kid or something. The modern day fairy tale, which I could have got behind. But again, just like his movies, the script was just awful. So that's what really brought it down. Just like this movie is a good idea. It's a virus that makes you kill yourself. That's so interesting. And then it's about environment but you know and that's the other thing though was it because he keeps putting that cloud of that chemical released somewhere in the northeast from that facility remember they talked about like some military installation 
We didn't even talk about when uh, Mark Wahlberg, he talks to a plant. Oh, <laughs> please tell me you have that. I can. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, I'm totally, it's totally worth it. Everybody. I'll t- <laughs> kind of long but we're playing it do it do it it could have been some terrorist movie drop someone stepped on it out in the field gotta skip field into Bellatown, it. Pennsylvania. to set up the scene mark Wahlberg sees a plant and decides he really needs to just you know talk to him well he wants to befriend it because he doesn't want to be against it of course exactly hello my name is elliot moore just going to talk in a very positive manner, giving off good vibes. We're just here to use the bathroom. Then we're just going to leave. I hope that's okay. Which, by the way, I don't... So, it was a plastic plant. So, what do you... What was the message? The message just got lost, man, because he was he thought it was real, and it wasn't. But he's a scientist. How do you not fucking know? <laughs> and it looks like a legit plant, I'll say. Yeah, but it's true. That was definitely the peak. But, yeah. What a fun time. Can right. I can I ask you, what what's your uh, next uh, project? Uh, what's your next movie you're going to muddle through? I'm trying to do COVID-related stuff and quarantine movies. I'm trying to do oh, okay. maybe Escape from L.A. Just because that's what... Oh, my God. I just fucking watched that two oh days God. ago. It's one of my favorite movies. So, so funny. I actually... I've met John Carpenter. He's a nice guy. And this was probably one of his worst. But. No. No. M- the Martian one. The one with Ice Cube was worse. Ghost from Mars. Yes. That was Come on. Bad. That was bad. I, at least Escape from L.A. was, like, funny. Yeah, Escape from L.A. is fun, and that's why I like to do Come it. Come on, Bliskin. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God. That's, go- that's awesome. That you got, you've got a good lineup. What other movies have you reviewed, or do you like to review? So far, I have Staying Alive with uh, John Travolta. Nice. I, got, I just did Biodome, which hurt me. That, uh, why? That's a great movie. Oh, my God. You think so? That movie. I- Come on, uh, what's that called? A condensation. Polly Shore is an abomination. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't grow up with him, but... Yeah, it's true. I did. I'm a little older. I don't yeah. want to ask your age, but I'm 45, so <laughs> I'm a little older than that. So you grew up with it. Yeah, my buddy that I reviewed it with. Well, Mitzi Shore, come on. I mean, she runs this, She ran the comedy store. Like yeah, that's, that, the, that's the only reason Polly Shore is a thing. Right, and that's true, but you know... The comedy store is awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> Have you? I've not been yet. I've been wanting to go. Oh, it's so cool. You will meet so many famous people just hanging out there. Man. Yeah, I was actually thinking about taking a week off and just hanging out there every night. <laughs> hey, you know, um, it's closed. So I got some. Oh, well, yeah, it's closed. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, Thank you. But you can get some food on the front porch. And mm, I'll pass. I'm okay. <laughs> Their food is okay. I got some. It's your typical bar food because it's a yeah. well. They actually had a two drink minimum back when the shows were going. I'm sure. Yeah, so, like any place we've got. We've got some pretty decent comedy type things down here. So that's what I heard. Yeah. Okay. So that was cool, man. That was fun. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate. Absolutely. It. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Keep in touch. Be safe. Yeah. Well, 
Well, I'll have to have you on one of my episodes of Beer Google. So I, I don't know if you know, I've got two two podcasts I do, if, if I may, for a second. Of course. Plug it in. Yeah, so one is uh, Knocked Conscious, www.knockedconscious.com. Knockedconscious.com. The other one's Beer Googles. That's double E, double O, double G. So no copyright infringement. There you go. Beer Googles is the one where we get drunk and look up random shit on the internet. <laughs> Uh, the not conscious one's a little more serious, but the beer Google's one's fun. So if you ever have a topic you want to talk about, like we we've got uh, next week, we're going to do our fa- our favorite uh, top favorite movie heroes, for example. Uh, yeah. So that. if you ha- yeah, if you have a topic you want to jump on, send me an email and we'll have you on, man. Of course, I would love to. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Hey, you too. Take care.